Thanks for listening to 1590 Afterwards. Today's Thursday as it lays on the map, and we had a pretty good show today, I think. I was here for a lot of it. Yeah, you got in early. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I did? I had a daddy-daughter day yesterday. Me and Maddie went. We hung out at the beach, spent the day together, and she's very hard to keep up with. Her mom didn't pick her up till 7. I was like, okay, I'll take a quick little nap, and then I'm going to go hit an open mic. My quick little nap, I wake up, it's 2.30 in the morning. I go, oh, I'm fully rested. I'm awake. <laughs> wow, where was your open mic? I didn't go. I did. Oh, I, I would have oh. found an open mic. Okay, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. got it, got it, yeah. got it. Uh, but that, that happened, so you're here for a big portion of the show. We had uh, the shelter on from Ojai. That was great, and there's a, a fee-free Friday. Hopefully, if you catch the podcast after that, there's a Saturday one that's for the Ventura Shelter. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I the fee-free means literally all of those costs. The only thing you have to pay for is license. Because you got to think, when you pick up a kitty cat or a dog and you think, well, shouldn't it be free? They've totally vetted, literally, with a veterinarian, got the shots and everything. You know, th- this uh, costs about 130 140 bucks. So pay that, support the shelter, and get your pooch. Yeah, I agree. I got my dog at Spark, and I it was like the coolest thing, and it was like, it just changed our family from mm-hmm. then on, and we just had this different capacity. You have something that you can love, something that just adds to your household, and I think everybody should do it. Yeah, it's it's fun to have a pet. We can't have a dog because we're not home, uh, but we do have a couple of cats, and, and we get a kick out of those beings. So got to talk about some of the stuff we did on the show today. Otherwise, and this is a huge moment, but when I look at things historically, it's interesting to think. So for people in the 60s, like World War II was a huge thing and like things like the swing era music and all of it. But every generation that moves ahead kind of forgets about that one. So you think uh, for people in World War One, a lot of them could still really harken back to things like the Civil War mm-hmm. because it was within like 40 years. And it's just weird historically how things change up, like even the assassination of Kennedy on a just a epic, horrific event for the U.S., But that's moved out a little bit now. Some of the controversy and speculation kept it alive to some point. But it's just weird historically how things move on. Unfortunately, the speculation is kind of what it's become now because that's the part that they keep alive all the time. Yeah. It it makes me think about um, the—I'm glad you bring this up because I think about it and I don't really know the best time to express it. But I get kind of sad because I used to go to the um, Arizona Memorial there Mm -hmm. in Hawaii and I'd visit. And they had—they would always have veterans from World War II that would be the docents. And it was like— these are people that served here in this area while this horrible thing was happening. And it was just a, it was kind of a, a neat thing to be able to kind of connect you to the past. And, you know, as it goes, most of those guys aren't around anymore. In fact, I don't know if there's any anymore. When people talk about the ghosts and that, but there is a feeling. I saw the traveling Vietnam Wall. I wasn't even at the one in D.C., And it was so quiet because just the feeling of that was so epic. And now the worry is the Vietnam War is being moved back because the people now who served in Vietnam heroically are 65, 70, 75. And it's just funny how things in our lives shift. You say, that'll be big forever, and then it's not. And a lot of times it's also in entertainment and sports and the like where something of my life. So when Woodstock happened, going to entertainment here— I was 11, 
I was 11. But I was really a rockin' kid for the time. I was, I, I was very, very advanced on my music. So I knew some of the kids that got to go because they were five, six, seven years older than me. And they actually drove to New York. We have a, a couple that's on with us a lot on the morning show they always call in that went to Woodstock. But the Woodstock generation for you. Yeah, it's before me. Yeah, and a little so bit even me. to look back, yeah, it's a lot before you. And you look at, how could you not know Woodstock? Yeah. <laughs> so when I watch, and it's always African-Americans, and I will tell you, the reactions to videos on YouTube, African-Americans have the best when they're reviewing rock because it's something that's completely out. And some of the guys will lean into the camera and they'll say, pointing at their face, do you understand where I was raised? <laughs> don't yell at me because I don't know Led Zeppelin. Don't right. yell at me because I don't know Genesis. And they said, but they look at the music and listen to it, and it's wonderful. So the bands at Woodstock, it's hard for me to imagine, but now all of them, a lot of them are no longer with us. Other people, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, David Crosby just passed, The Who, um, there's two left in The Who, Daltrey and Townsend, Jimi Hendrix, dead. Uh, ten years after, Joe Cocker, Country Joe and the Fish, the band, all of these uh, rockers were at this huge event that drew 400,000 people back then. And they didn't have the facilities <clears throat> that we talk about now. Yeah. Different world. <laughs> they said, we'll put some fence around this uh, farm and see what happens. And it did. And it was insane. How many outhouses did they put out there? Oh, you wonder. You know, oh, we got 20. Is that enough, Ed? Yeah. You wonder what was what was the um, the water availability? Right. Uh, you know, and even anything like sodas and hot dogs. Who is vending and realizing there is 400,000 people? So for me, it was such a profound impact because they had the anti-war. It was happening as, uh, you know, Vietnam was happening mm -hmm. it was side by side. If you look at the year 1969 and if you look at the music, Hendrix doing the national anthem and all of the protesting that was going on. You talk about a divided country. It really was back then. It was huge because the people, my parents, just didn't understand. Yeah. You think, you know, who did famously parents just don't understand? <laughs> that would be when Mr. Uh, Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince <laughs> Will of Smith. Bel Air, that's yeah. right. Will <laughs> Smith was that. And I, it's always mine was worse. But my parents stared because they were listening to Benny Goodman. So if you look at the difference between like rap music and what would be the who, that's mm -hmm. type, there's a pretty big difference. Yeah. <laughs> the difference between swing music and Hendrix coming out was weird. Yeah. And my parents would just look and say, they're screaming. There's, what are the instruments? They just had no clue. So that generation gap was gigantic. So I always look back at things like Woodstock very, very fondly as a kid and just thinking of that hippie dream of going off you know, to New York across country and seeing what my daring neighbors did. It was, uh, it's, I look back at that as a very fun time. So this was today that we're recording this, the final day of Woodstock. That had to be like such a big news event too. That had to be almost all they talked about for the, you know, for a while because it was just so big and it was so, you know, new. Something hadn't been done before. And with the police and the hippies mm -hmm. with drugs, there was a lot of clashes. There was a, a lot of bad times and, you know, there was a lot of rough stuff that happened back then. But it was such a big event. Nowadays you have 
uh, these big shows, and there's still big full concerts uh, that are multiple band concerts. Lollapalooza kind of picked it up again in the 90s, and there's quite a few of them now. But now Taylor Swift has 85,000 people at SoFi, and everyone's pretty. And everybody's <laughs> holding up a phone while they're listening, which is weird. It, the whole thing is weird. But I saw Neil Young up in Santa Barbara about a month back now. And he, at one point in the show, he says, I know that he's been around for a long time, but it still strikes me weird that you watch me through a phone, you know, because people are mm -hmm. videotaping. And it is odd to think that's how they look and they just see, instead of all faces, they see these phones up and nobody can do anything about it. Yeah. You, know, you go through, my son was at a show that involved manga, this new art, and they do a lot of um, the movies. Uh, that are uh, done in anime, and it's a big deal. So he went to L.A. at the Kodak Theater and saw an orchestra that was playing the music, and they said, he said, when you walked in, they said, if we see you with a phone, you will be removed. They made it clear at that, that venue. A little easier to handle because it's probably 3,000 people, 2,500 mm. people. But they, he said the announcement was there, and he said he saw a couple of people trying to sneak one, and he saw one guy pulled out. Wow. But when you deal with 80,000 Swifties, eh, whatever. And that Taylor Swift, can you name one song? Oh, yeah. I can name a dozen or so. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Younger, so you can get in there? Yeah. Okay. I got a blank space, baby. I'll was write this, your name. Was this back, uh, was this back with, um, because of the countryside? or I'm just, because uh, the, the music I understand you like the most. Um, no, I just kind of have a little just bit of a, a wide, wide net wide cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that one, I, I would be more into, boy, um, I would be more into like that. God, I can't think. Haley. Um, oh, my goodness. Um, I'll think of it in a minute, who she sings for. I, I've, it's, it's always bad when you claim you like something and you can't name it. Well, I know you love Never Miley Cyrus. Song. That was one of your favorites. Fruits. <laughs> um, that is definitely a um, – I just said a bad word, folks, and you'll never know because I'm going to take it out. Party in the USA. Yeah, I'm going to take it out. But you know what Cyrus can do? She covers those rock songs mm -hmm. like there's no tomorrow. Anybody that makes fun of her, listen to her sing Aerosmith, Led Zeppelin. That woman tears it the heck She's up. talented. Yeah, Super she can talented. go. And, and there are a lot of them. Uh, so when people look at the, they can't do this. Oh, yeah, they can. A lot of them really can. Ariana Grande, if you listen to that girl sing when she does her impersonations of like Whitney, you look and you're like, damn, the girl can go. Oh, wow. Yeah. So um, that's Paramore. That's the name of the band, Paramore. And uh, Haley's the lead singer. They, they're great rocking band, and they, they, they're good. So that's probably, and they're even 15 years old, and I'm claiming it's new music. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is kind of funny that way. But the, the Woodstock generation was mine, and that's where most of my music is based. My, my guess is it probably Taylor Swift creep, creeped into my life through one of those kids bop type of a things. You know, you mm -hmm. put on, I don't know if you ever put on a radio station for the kids, and it's like a All kid's version of a, mm -hmm. and I think that that's how they creeped in. There was a, she had one that she, the Bad Blood song, where she's like, now nah, we got bad blood, and she wanted to fight. And it kind of felt like Maddie's energy was met whenever that song was on. And I was like, okay, so this is 
kind of my baby girl's theme song. So yeah, that, I think that was kind of how it crept into my life. Yeah, Aubrey went totally dark with Billie Eilish and all these things. So I had to listen a lot because it was very, very strange. Yeah, very. Yeah, a lot of weird stuff. Yeah, it's it is arrhythmic and it's it's odd. So I had to listen to a lot of Billie Eilish and seeing this. Yeah, it's. It was creepy, so I had to pay attention to that. But generally, I still uh, go back to my day in music. So this was uh, the anniversary of Woodstock. Way to go, guys. Good show. And a lot of them who didn't get rights on the movie were really mad because the movie made zillions of dollars over the year. And a lot of the players got written out of it because they just didn't know what was going on. And it showed, even though everybody thought Neil was being a wiener when he said, don't record me. He had an idea of what was happening. He, was, he saw into the future a little better than a lot of the players did. And he said, no, I don't want you to my face. I'm playing for the crowd, not for you camera guys. And later on, a lot of the band guys, he said, why are you doing that? They realized they got taken out of the movie oh. or, or taken out of the profits of the movie. They yeah. were still being used, but they didn't make the cash. So that's kind of weird. Wanted to talk a little bit about James Harden wine and this celebrity stuff with alcohol has gone off the charts. Mm-hmm. There's so many of them that did well. James Harden claims he was selling a few cases a day, and that was a fun boutique thing he did. I had no idea basketball was so popular in China. Yeah, it's huge. It's, no a, I, it's probably their favorite sport, I'm guessing. It's, it seems like it. I had no idea this was happening. So he goes to China, and he ends up selling thousands and thousands of bottles. And he, when the guy said how much he said, he said, yeah, you're crazy. A minute later, the guy yelled, time, and all of it had sold. He said, you're kidding me. He said, no, everything you brought is gone. So he is a god over there. And everybody who is making fun of him here about his little wine gig that he was doing, he made like a million bucks going to China, and he made it in a total of about 10 minutes. Wow. Everybody else is buying stuff from China. He's selling stuff to them. That's great. That's a good turnaround. Figure that out. So what do we got? Clooney, he had tequila. Oh yeah, we got. To, oh, we can't forget uh, who who made the proper whiskey. Who made the best whiskey? The best whiskey was uh, Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Yeah. yeah, he rolled that out. And then I know Sammy Hagar. He was uh, Cabo Wabo. He was one of the early celebs getting into that. Sold out for millions. You know who has a winery up in uh, Sacramento? Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker has a winery up in Sacramento. In the old days, it was Smothers Brothers and Pat Paulson, two great comics of oh, the yeah. time. Fess Parker, out of uh, TV fame. We talked about him this morning playing Davy Crockett. He had a winery up there. It's just funny. A lot of the celebrities dabbled, but some of them killed it and made a ton of cash. Is Ryan Reynolds' kid? Is that Deadpool? That's I think so, yeah. Ryan Reynolds. He did it with the phone company, and he also did it with that. I believe it was a gin. That oh, was yeah. uh, Aviator Gin, it might have been. And he made a bazillion dollars with that. The celebrity stuff is kicking butt. I think we brought up his movies earlier today, Coppola. Coppola has a has huge winery. Yeah, it, it's, uh, and that's what his daughter, who at first failed uh, a Godfather 3, they made fun of her. And whoever wrote it, they get credit, but I don't know who to give credit to. They call Godfather 3, oh, my Godfather, because they said her <laughs> acting was, was oh. way too. But then she ends up being the director of um, great movies. Line. Yeah, oh. and she didn't. No, she actually uh, directed movies. So she got uh, Lost in Translation was one of her. She got an Academy Award for that. Oh, okay. And like you say, Coppola made a bunch of money off of his wine. So uh, celebrity wines, celebrity alcohols of different kinds they're all coming out 
and everybody's making cash. But uh, way to go, James Harden. You did it. And I like it when people... No jealousy. I'm just thinking this. I love it when people figure stuff out. <laughs> Can I reference one of my favorite Cheers jokes because it's kind of yes. appropriate for this? So there was the the one where uh, where Diane got engaged to some dude and she was so excited and Sam's like, "Oh, congratulations!" He goes, "He goes, I tell you what, the b- best bottle of wine on the house." And she goes, "Okay, which one's the best bottle of the wine?" And he goes, uh, "It's the one with the Flintstones on it." Oh. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome. From Cheers. Let's do your card show. Yeah, that's coming up Sunday, October 1st. We're going to have a cool display of the La Janelle. Our, uh, we're calling it the, the hero ship who, you know, it's laying to rest here. But it did a lot of really cool things throughout its history as the Bahama Star and as the Borinquen. And we're going to have a little bit of a display there. We're going to have a lot of vendors and some autograph guests. It's going to be so much fun. I'm just really getting excited about it because now I'm working on it all day long because it's at that point And it's just I, I couldn't be more excited about the whole thing. Sounds like fun. And the comedy happening at the airport. That's right. We've got comedy with our very funny and talented friend, Claude Stewart. He's coming Friday, August 25th. And that's going to be over at the, the airport uh, hangar barn grill over at the beautiful Santa Paula Airport. Great place to go. Enjoy our table. The family's been a couple of times. The kids love it. And it's, uh, it's friendly because there's dinner served. Yeah, they're going to love Claude Stewart, too, because he is so fun, so energetic, and so he's just a blast, and he's just a goofball. It's become our monthly family night out with the Spence clan. Okay, we're done. All right. Well, we love having you there, and we love sitting here doing this show. Thank you so much, Spence. Have a good time, and thank you so much for listening to 1590 Afterwards. Please like, subscribe, and share. Tell all your friends.